Welcome to Biak Club. Um, welcome back, everyone. Officially. Yes, back this to This is, um... After a very is, long break. Welcome to Biak Club. A lot, well, it hasn't been that long of a break since the last release. It's been a long break since our last recording. <laughs> but they yes. don't need to know that. No. Although I think they do, because in the last recording, you say it's been 30 years since um, Human Behaviour came out. <laughs> which was two which months dates before the episode. The episode. <laughs> <laughs> Has a, there hasn't really been any Bjork news. I think there have been a lot of anniversaries. But then, like, she's got so well, much music out that there's probably a load of anniversaries every year. She won an music. award, didn't she? Recently. What, for Fossera? Mm, I don't know if it's for Fossera. I think it's for, like, live performer. I've seen a lot of videos of her performing recently. Yeah. Because I think she's on tour right now, and it all looks very cool. The conductor's so hot. The conductor, the one who wears, like, the kilt. <laughs> yeah, it's very attractive. He's very attractive. Mm. We really, is she coming to the UK <laughs> at all? No. I kind so of regret sad. not getting tickets to this tour and just like gone. going to the Czech Republic or some shit. We should have gone to, I I feel like Iceland would probably be the best place to see her. I think by the time she next we goes on to tour, we'll be able to trip. afford yeah. tickets she to Iceland. She's always on tour. Is she's she? She's never not on tour. Then we should go see her. Like, I don't think this is even the Fossera tour. I think this is like her cornucopia. It's, oh, I thought that was, that was the Fossera tour. Or it's just unrelated. I feel like she's just always doing that tour. Shall we begin? Should we, we can begin. So, what are we talking about today, Finn? We're talking about Utopia. <laughs> her, well, it's not her penultimate album, but... Um, well, it is as of right now. Yeah, but the, I don't think you should call it that because it sounds like she's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> no, I please, please don't. Um, yeah, I guess her ninth album from 2017. Her, her second most recent. Yeah. Um, we're, we're almost quite, we, we started way back in 93 and we're almost up to the present day. Yeah, she's actually released music from when I was relatively grown now. And I This album has like my first memory of like the first time I discovered Bjork's existence because I remember my family was watching the Brit Awards um, in like, I guess 2017 or 2018 and she won for like, it was like best international, international artist yeah. or something like that, or best female performer, and she like did like a little thank you speech wearing um, like the Utopia makeup or yeah. some like wacky get up, and I was like, who is this lady? <laughs> she she seems cool. And my mum was like, oh fucking Bjork. No, <laughs> she, not your mum. She was like, yeah, I don't really care for her. I can't remember. I think the first time I knew her was when Dawn French impersonated her. <laughs> you know, have you seen the video for Big Time Sexuality? You have such like an encyclopedic knowledge of like British comedian um <laughs> British comedians and like British comedic television from like the last fifty years. Yeah. It's because that's all my mum um played on the TV when I was younger. So this um this album is I had, I actually I had never heard anything from this album before. Neither had I. I'd heard people discuss this album online. Yeah. I had heard people say it's the one with all the flutes. The flute album. It's, you know, obviously a big collaboration with Arca again. Yeah, do you want a bit of background on it? Um, we go into that? Yeah. Well, yes, please. Hit me with the background. As you said, like, obviously she worked with Arca on the last album. But on Volnikara, pretty much all the songs were already written. And Arca sort of came in afterwards to, like do production magic yeah. on it but with this one it was both of them from the beginning so right. that's i think why arca is credited on like spotify yeah. it's bjork and arca yeah 
um and she sort of described it as her tinder album and like how her last album was sort of she was in mm -hmm. this hellish place and now she's in like a paradise she's like dating again and yeah she used well the flutes yeah there's the a, a lot of flutes going there's on. like a 12 piece flute section from iceland and it was the first instrument she learned as a child oh Back to her and there's roots. videos of her playing flutes on. Does she Jules play it on, on her 1977 album? I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I haven't actually streamed that album. Well, yet. I think we could do a bonus on we that one. We will do an episode on it. There's also a lot of. I felt like there were a lot of harps on this album too. Yeah, I think there's a lot of productions in there. Also, a lot of birds. Yeah, well, I have things to say about the birds. I didn't like the birds. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I have mixed feelings. Well, I have a theory of birds, so anything to do with birds just <laughs> Even me the out. sound. So, like, the sound Even, as like, well. what about, like, hummingbirds? Do you not think they're cute? They're the so teeny tiny. They can that... stand on your, like, pinky. The only bird I sort of am okay with is a penguin. Because but penguins it's are quite scary. Like I just, penguins They're scarier are... than hummingbirds. But have you seen Happy Feet? <laughs> yeah. I guess also because penguins are, like, short... Do you they think, like, they wouldn't be able to, like, fly and peck they, your eyes out? I didn't know they were birds until embarrassingly recently. They're like, that's like... I thought they were, like, amphibians. They have, okay, they have, like, beaks and wings. I mean, obviously I know that now, but <laughs> up until a few years ago, I didn't know they were birds. The more you know. Oh, God, the anyway. tangents have started already. Um. So this, yeah, it's, like, dating, fun times, birds. Okay. Um, I love, there's so many pieces, I love them all. Another fun fact about the you know how Björk normally like releases something alongside her albums. So she did the, the, the app. app or I think for Volnikara there was like a VR exhibit. Yeah. What do you think she released for for Utopia? Okay, I'm gonna say it was a Gwyneth Paltrow style uh vagina candle. No. She released <laughs> A cryptocurrency. Oh Björk. In the form basically I think if you bought the album, you got a hundred audio coins, which were worth about nineteen cents in American dollars. Okay. Mm. Just some of the shit she comes out. That with. was crypto. Was really was that kind of the initial like? Oh my god, crypto. I guess it was really. Early it must have then. been around that time. Was remember Bitcoin when crypt Bitcoin became like a big. I remember when thing. Dogecoin became a thing. That was more recent than the yeah. Bitcoin. Bitcoin was like the first big one, wasn't it? I don't, I'm not that into the crypto. You? So, we've got a bit of background on the album. Do you maybe want to dive in? Well, what do your overall thoughts? Okay, oh, I was going to make a little thing about my overall thoughts, but I forgot. Um, my overall thoughts are, I really like this album. Same. I think it's so good. I think this is probably my favourite since at least Volnikura. Since Volnikura? Since Volnikura. I like it's it a lot. It's the only album since Volnikura. Oh, not Volnikura. <laughs> I get those names confused in my head. I meant Vespertine. Same. I think this is my favourite since Vespertine. Yeah. I also think, I was comparing it to Volnikura, I think this album, even though it's significantly longer than Volnikura, and has a lot more songs... Is it by about ten minutes? I'd say that's significant. Mm. In the, this album's an hour and eleven minutes. Yeah, okay. And I think it's a lot better paced than Volnikura. It just in terms of like, it, like, it's a long experience, but it flows very well. Whereas I think Volnikura dragged a bit, which I think is partly to do with the fact that most of the songs on this album are around the four and a half, five minute mm. runtime. Whereas on Volnikura, they were more like eight or nine minutes. 
There is one or two long ones on here, which we'll get to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like it. I think it's fun. I think it's refreshing. I like how it's like, some of the songs have this kind of fun, girlish energy. Yeah. About like having a crush. I also think this album has like some of my favorite lyrics from her in like forever. It's like got some good lyrics. Every song, I was like copying down almost all the lyrics, and I was like, I'm gonna have to stop. But like, the lyrics are just so good. Okay. Also, the production's good. Yeah. I'll, I'll hand the reins over to you. I well, I I agree. I thought it's probably her strongest album for probably since Vespertine. Although I do like Medulla. Um, and also I found it was quite similar to Vespertine. It's probably the most similar album she's made, I think, in terms of like its themes and also its sound. I don't think its sound was similar to Vespertine. I think some songs. I think some songs wouldn't necessarily be on Vespertine, but I, I think thematically, yeah. yeah, but also no. Um, and I, but I also thought it was sort of like a sister album to Volnikara, because Volnikara yes. is like the breakup, and yeah. this is sort of like the the aftermath of that and her moving on. There were a lot of parallels, yeah, in like the lyrics and in the yeah, yeah. I did get that too. And, but I did think the second half of this album is stronger, which I think oh, is Oh, that's really strange. interesting. That's really interesting because I'm not sure I agree. normally I prefer the first half of Bjork's albums, but I actually... Not to say that I don't like the first half, and there are songs we'll talk about that I love, but... Well, see, I really I like both, but I think the first half edges it out for me. Mm. So we'll have to... I think I'm also really intrigued to see... I think this one is one... The first one probably in a few albums where we're going to have fairly different favourites. But yeah. just because I think this album is so strong that really any song on it is justifiably a favourite. Yeah. And I think we'll probably have different tastes. Well, let's be honest. The albums before, I don't want to use the term mid. But... <laughs> <laughs> okay. My affiliate is mid. Volta, no, 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 no slander. No, I'm saying... Medulla's mid. I'm saying biophilia and Volnikara, I don't think are her best work. I don't think they're bad albums, but... I would kind of agree. Yeah, I think Volnikara has some that are really good, but also a lot of... And that's not to say that... Because some people love Volnikara and think it's her best album. That's something else I wanted to... I don't know whether we want to talk about this now or at the end, but, like, maybe at the end. I'll I'll leave it to the end. Just the the kind of... My thoughts on this album versus the discourse I had seen about this album online... My, I was very surprised because I had heard a lot of people saying that this album was shit and that it was just all flutes or that, like, Arca ruined it, which I didn't really get. I think Arca really added to it. I agree. And also, like, I would be I don't know. interested to see what the album would have been without Arca. I had seen discourse where it was like, it's Björk's only bad album, which I, like, just, like... Did you listen to the album? But I don't know. I don't get it. about Volta. On, like, people... There are, like, famous... YouTube music reviewers who like rank Bjork's albums and they always yeah. put Volta last and it's like but I, I don't love think it Volta. is her worst one no, it's, it's fi- not her best it's either Biophilia or Medulla I would agree with this Biophilia. is why I was going to talk about this at the end because it's kind of like album ranking we'll get back to it linked okay so should we start with Arise in My Senses yes I love it I, think I it's love it brilliant. too it's really beautiful harps there's this kind of like ricocheting electronic production yeah, I like it a lot. I like how it kind of is like, it feels cutesy. <laughs> cutesy. Do you want to play a clip? We can play a clip. Is 
this, is this the snake dance song? The snake dance song. So if I had to pick a song on this, I'm to dance like a snake too. Maybe it would be actually. Well, the way you were dancing was. <laughs> I think it actually probably would be this one. You look like a snake. I like this one. This one's, it's good. I like the lyrics. What do you, what do you think? I think it's really good. It's actually quite complex, the production. Mm. Like it's quite, I remember like, especially for the first song, I was quite impressed. Um, it was actually the first song she created for the album. Yeah. And yeah, it's about like a first kiss, isn't it? I kind of like how it, it kind of gives me like Carly Rae Jepsen. Like she has the song called This Kiss, where it's like, this kiss <laughs> is, is something I can't like resist. Your touch so undeniable. And then I feel like this is her version of that. Because she's like, just it, that kiss, it it's is, all that is. It is sort of like Björk's version of a pop song, maybe. I mean, all of Björk's songs are Björk's version of a pop song, kind of. I don't... are they? I feel like she's kind of like alt-pop. Well, she's alt-everything. I guess she's she's kind of unclassifiable. This album is described as like folktronica or something. I To be honest, I think genres sometimes can be like, I don't know. Misleading. Yeah, and also sometimes stuff just defies genres. Um, yeah, I like it. I feel like the song is about like getting flustered and excited yeah. because you see someone you like. Getting all those but it's also kind of like uh, something else about this album that I really like is I feel like it's kind of a return to like not this song necessarily as much but some of the lyrics are kind of goofy and silly or like just a little bit like weird like yeah. in a way that kind of takes me back to like debut yeah like for an example on this one would be she says on www like yeah. what does that mean <laughs> I looked at I, I remember looking it up I, I mean, I know what World Wide Web is, but, like, I just don't... What does it mean in this context? I didn't, I didn't find a meaning for it. I tried to find one. Is she, do you think she's on, like, www.plentyoffish.com? She does mention Google on this album. Does she? There's a lyric where she's, like, Google. I didn't even clock that. It's on... I think it's Features Creatures. Bruh. Um... Anyway, do we have anything else to say about... Oh, also, I like how the, the last lyric, I think, is really sweet. Is But he sees me for who I am. It is. Uh, it's quite nice. And it's a very stark difference to how Volnikara yeah, yeah. ended. Like, Volnikara's ending, Volnikara. I guess, was a bit more positive. But Yeah, but in, like, a fuck you, I'm moving on way. And not in, like, a <laughs> cute, cute boy. Yeah, no, I, I think it's really good. Okay. Yeah. Should we move on? I love. I love this, this one. one track two. So we got track two. Blissing me. I think this one also follows on really naturally from the last song. The whole album flows very well. As a concept album, I think it works very well. The themes. Would you say it's a concept album? I don't know if it's a concept album in the in the sense that like this this song picks up where the last song kind of ended in terms of like like I feel like you could construct. A narrative or several narratives across the course of the album yeah and there are a couple themes I, I suppose it's just an album i don't know if it's a concept album what is a concept album like a concept album is an album that follows a concept <laughs> but also there's i think that will be more relevant when we get to later songs yeah okay but yeah do you want to you i sort of introed the last one do you want to talk about this one a bit well it's about like falling in love with someone but 
the sort of thing they big thing they have in common is they sort of share music yeah with each other and it's like sort of share it's quite intimate because i feel like when you tell people the songs like the songs you really like listening to and not the songs you pretend you like listening to it's quite like an it It is yeah yeah. you're sharing like a really it's quite vulnerable yeah because if you ever like one time i was like there was this guy I was dating when I was in school and I was really into like Paula Abdul at that time. <laughs> like I was like, Can you listen to Straight Up by Paula Abdul? And he yeah. was like, It's just okay. And I was like <laughs> Yeah, no, it really is. But looking back now I'm like Or like It's Paula Abdul, it's not that good. I don't think any music you should be embarrassing to listen to, but sometimes when you like say, I listen to this and they're like Oh, you listen to that. I think music, like movies, anything someone's interested in, if someone is like, oh, check out this thing I really like, it's really a dick move to be like, it's shit, because you just make that person feel bad. It's like in year eight when I got my parents to watch Inception, and they were like, that's the worst film I've ever seen, and then I cried. But it's not even bad. No, they were like, what a load of rubbish. I'm surprised. I thought your parents would like Inception. I think if they watched it now, they might like it more, but they really didn't at the time. I felt that way. I think I showed my dad a film, and he like didn't even bother finishing it. Wow. (laughs) This is why. But then you know that's kind of the reason why it is so like vulnerable to share someone your interest because you could get shot down. Yeah. If someone's an asshole. I feel like to link it back to the song. Yeah. Yeah. As we were saying, it's opening up to someone with your music taste. Yeah, and it's really sweet. It's like a really sweet, gentle song. Like a ballad. I also think it's um. No. No? No. I wouldn't say it's a ballad. I don't think it's dramatic enough. It's more like a little... I feel like a dramatic ballad is a power ballad, though. I feel like this is kind of... If we go to, like, a ve- the Vespertine parallel, this is kind of, like, an interesting foil to, like, Cocoon. Because they're both really, like, intimate, vulnerable songs. But one is about being intimate in, like, a sexual way, which is Cocoon. Mm. And this one is more, like sharing a different side of yourself instead of like your body it's more like your interests it's also but i think they like, still have a similar energy it's sort of like headphones it's a bit like headphones. like her love for music but this time she's really my headphones i really it's not i don't like song, headphones but, <laughs> but yeah I, I you know what one. would be a good drag act if someone lip synced to headphones but wearing like a massive set of headphones <laughs> but they can't like hear anything so like the lip sync gets out of sync that would be funny that would be funny. Um, yeah, anything else you want to... I, I like... Can we... Some of my lyrics that I really like in this one... Maybe play a clip of the lyrics. Should I play a clip? Is this access texting a She also says, like, sending each other MP3s, which is so I cute. Know. I also, because it's from, it's from 2017 and she's still sending something <laughs> MP3. Oh, bless her. I also really like, my longing has formed its own skeleton, bridging the gap between singletons. That bit I oh. thought was very cute. It's quite a nice song. And I also like the ending lyric, which is, she goes, did I just fall in love with love? I thought that was so deep. Oh, she's so happy. No. So, <laughs> so happy for her. Yeah, this the the kind of like joyful, like energy of this album. I mean, it's literally called Utopia. Is kind of a welcome change mm. from the last couple. 
Well, the last one specifically. Should we move on? The Gate. This was the lead single. I can see that. I can't see it. I think, to be honest, Arise My Senses or Blissing Me would both be better as lead singles. <laughs> like, I think it could work as a lead single for the Arise narrative. My Senses, I can see. This one I can see personally. Anything after this on the album I can't really see. I think it works. I think it's like an introduction to the album sound. Hmm. What do you think about this song? Okay, so... Again, I think this one kind of follows on from the narrative. The last two... Like, yeah. the first one is, like, initial excitement. And then you have, like, development on Blissing Me. And this one, track three, The Gate, is, like... I don't know. She really feels comfortable with this person. She keeps repeating, I can care for you. The last two... Or felt a little more intense. And this one feels like the album is kind of taking a minute to breathe. It's a bit longer. There's some pauses. So that's that's my thoughts on the album. It's I like it. Yeah, I like it. I think it's alright. I prefer the first two, I'll be honest. I would agree, but I still like this one. I also think, do you think... So the first, the opening lyric is, My healed chest wound. Yeah, I thought it was do you think that's a reference cover. to the cover yeah, of Von the Cura? Okay. She does it on another song as well. She keeps referring to like a wound. Yeah, she's like, uh, my chest is soft now or something. This song, I feel like, is one of the more I, songs related to Volnikara, I guess. Yeah, because she talks about like healing and stuff and yeah. being ready for whatever. I thought it was, I like, it was very atmospheric. I'd agree. And it had this almost like sci-fi like synths in the background that were quite slow. It at points it sounded like a car advert. I don't know why. <laughs> There's this one bit. I re- the production is more subtle, but it's I really like it. There's this one bit where the flute comes in and it does this little trill. Yeah. And then that's kind of repeated, and I really like that bit. And I think I took a, a note of what time it was. we hear isn't it i think so yeah it isn't really on the first two songs because when i was listening to it listening is mostly just harp i think the first time and i I knew it was the flute album and i was thinking where the fuck there's no flute on these songs also can i be honest everyone like hated on the flute i think i love the flute i I think the the flute is used so well she does a very good and for me it doesn't get repetitive because i feel like they mix it up Sort of like, like everyone loved Vespertine, that's largely strings and production. The xylophones and shit. Yeah. Ding, ding, she ding. is quite famous for having just sort of one core instrument group and then doing something. Well, yeah. Not on debut or post. No. She did a really good, you know, Jules Holland. It's like a music. I don't know it's who like Jules a, Holland is. Yeah, it's like, well, for our international listeners. Okay, can you, who is Jules Holland? Well, he has this show. He's like a blues pianist, I guess. He has like a music show where like he's like a TV presenter. Yeah, well, he's a musician. Does he still do it now? Yeah, I feel like that's a very kind of like nineties thing. Like it's it's it had they it has more like I guess alt music on rather than sort of charts. I vaguely know who he is, but I've never seen an episode. But anyway, Bjork did like she's been on it a couple times, but she went on to like promote. Basically, each artist does, like, three or four songs in the show. And she did a cover of Anchor Song, but with flutes instead of saxophones. I love when she does that. There's, like... Have you listened to Voltaic, which is the Volta Live album? No, I haven't. 
she does there are like a couple of older songs on that as well and she redoes them with a more like Volta style and there's a cover of I Miss You on there which is really good she kind of updates it but yeah, um, yeah, that's that's the gate. I think we pretty much covered that. That was a bit longer. It was like six and a half minutes. I felt it was slightly too long. By the end, I was getting a bit bored. Mm, I didn't agree. I kind of just let, I just let the music wash over me. Okay. Like I was laying on a beach of sound. Right. So, <laughs> Utopia then is the next one. Is this her only title track song? I think it must be. I can't think of another one. Yeah, no, there aren't any others. I feel like, is there another one where maybe she says the title in a lyric? But I don't think there even is that. She doesn't say debut, she doesn't say post. Medulla! She might say Selma song. <laughs> Utopia is sort of about like her inner dream world, I guess. I and thought. Like... Have you not heard the thing about how this album is like. She, didn't she say it was a concept album about like women escaping the patriarchy and going to live on an island and creating like a paradise? A matriarchy. I read that. I feel that, like I heard that song. I and I feel like that's what she was trying to give on this song and I don't know how successful it came across. I, d I don't think she... I think that's like one theme but I don't think it's like the whole concept of the album. I think for me, looking through the album, the two sort of themes... Well, some of the themes that came across and that were recurring over different songs were like the kind of new relationship developing thing the kind of like let's go back to nature and escape yeah. tech well, that's what I thought this song was about yeah and I think that comes back on a couple others and actually that's kind of it I think all of it the... and then towards the end of the album there was some more maybe about like some Volnikurus type stuff yeah um, yeah, I like this one. At the start, there's like a bird sound. Yeah. And I was like, is that a real bird? It is. She samples an owl. It's, the, the album's by... Shall I, shall I play the bird John sound? John C. Rocher, and the album's called Oazo de Venezuela, so it's Venezuelan birds. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't know whether Arca was like, the birds must be Venezuelan, I don't know. Do the bird sound, do the bird sound. She's not doing the bird sound. It. And I thought it wasn't real because the first line of the song is then bird species never seen or heard before. So I was like, oh, it's they made it. But up. I think like in her <laughs> in her like utopia, it's like these birds that don't exist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um I don't mind this song. I think it's fine. Um the flutes are really nice. Yeah. I I like it. She's like, Utopia, it's not elsewhere, it's here. I was like, wow, that's so deep. You know, like, let's purify. Yeah. That's, this is about going like a juice cleanse. <laughs> purify, purify, purify toxicity. I mean, I don't really have much else to say. Should we move on? No, we can move on. I feel like we should have more to say about the title track, but... But, like, just... for the title track, it probably it's is... actually quite... It's probably my least favourite so far. I don't think it's bad. Yeah. I, I think, think it's still a good song. I can understand why it's called Utopia, the song, but I, I think, think for a title track. But then sometimes title tracks aren't the best song. I think they're. That's have you really had Future common. Nostalgia? It's not the best song. It's okay actually. I like the bridge at the end. 
Let's, I, should we just move on? We can move on. And we, the next one is a fucking Body journey. Memory. Body memory is nine minutes and 46 seconds long. I have so much to say about this song. I have so much. Do you have just any? speak then. Um, well, it's, I've written quite a lot about this one. This album is basically, it's so long. It's kind of like the Black Lake. Black Lake was a song yeah. of honor courage, like 10 minutes long. And I said, this is that album's that. Well, this song is sort of a response to Black Lake. It was written as that. Didn't get that. The The lyrics are a lot more dense. Mm-hmm. The Black Light has a lot more kind of spaces. This one is kind of lyrics for the whole nine minutes. And she covers a lot of ground. There's yes. like... Each verse is like a different topic. The, yeah, that's kind of what I wrote. And they're all really interesting. And the lyrics are all fucking wild. I really like this song. I think it's. I think it's like... So interesting, there's so much to unpack. There is a lot to it. I think we should just go verse by verse. I don't have all the verses written down. But... I do. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one is kind of like, she's walking through hills and valleys. Yeah. She goes, I adore this fucking mist. Um, it's like, it, it feels like a little treat when she swears. Yeah. It's kind of fun and whimsical. It's becoming more common now. Yeah. She didn't do it much when she was younger. But I feel like she's more angsty now. Well, this whole song is sort of about... She sort of lists each verse she goes through, like, something that's making her anxious. And then she's, like... Do you think? But my... Yeah, and then her body memory kicks in, and it's sort of like she reassures Right, yeah. And then she's, like, she feels more comfortable walking on... It's not something that necessarily makes her anxious, but something that's, I guess, wrong or difficult. The second verse is her, like, struggling with her life and stuff she's like i've been wrestling my fate will i accept my death i like when she does this thing where she like flips the lyrics in like a phrase yeah she goes like i can't fathom the grasp i can't grasp the fathom wow she did it on vonakura yeah. as well it's like a spoonism isn't it spoonerism a spoon is it a spoonerism it's like when you like flip like the beginning Mama, letter of research. words like loyal karna the artist his name is a spoonerism. it is spoonerism is it crazy <laughs> the next one is she takes it sexual yeah she goes for the sex and but in, she's like x-rays of my karma sutras yeah so that was interesting inevitably it was gonna get to sex or something. then she says bestiality which is interesting and seems like quite a left turn yeah well i guess it fits in with the nature theme <laughs> Yeah, she's kind of blended the like romantic and nature themes into one. Yeah. And then that isn't verse six like the one about custody for her daughter or something. There's a bit where it's like about their child, her daughter. On this song? Where? Yeah. Oh, it's like I'm trapped in a legal harness. Oh, I can one. yeah. I can see that. That's yeah. also the same verse where she's like, I'm on a Brooklyn dance floor. Yeah. And is that the way she says Kafka-esque? Yeah. Kafka-esque. Fast, like patriarchy. <laughs> I just really like this song because I feel like there's so there's so much going on. We should probably play. There is, yeah. What, do you have a bit that you'd like to play? The sex bit's good. Play the sex bit. And then she 
takes it back to like urban didn't tame me my warrior awakens yeah, she starts talking about like urban planning and then at the very end she takes it back to sex again i think it's a, one of her most interesting songs i love it um i think it's slightly too long I, I don't know. I mean, I have an attention disorder, so that's why I lose focus. But it's it got to, like, the eight-minute point, and I was yes. starting to wane. That's valid. I kind of... I don't really mind long songs. I kind of just... I leave my, lose myself in the music, the moment. I want it. I better never let it go. You but only got one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow. I'll be honest as well. I think I prefer Black Lake. I'd have to listen to Black Lake again. Mm. Because and, and I think Black Lake, there's lots of she sort of plays with lots of different sounds, whereas this one it was sort of the same, and it was more I guess it was more the lyrics was the focus. I think Black Lake is kind of the same. It's just like my she has there are like different parts though. That's what Black. That's what all of Black Lake sounds like. It's just mournful for like ten minutes. Yeah, that's why I love it. But like. I feel like this song, yeah, the sound of the song is the same, but the lyrics cover a lot of different stuff. They do. Whereas on Black Lake, it's all just like, I'm sad. <laughs> Shall we? We can move on. The next one. Well, which is I really like this one. I don't. No? I don't like Obviously it. So we've got our first, our first disagreement. First of all, the transition from Body Memory the is really good. transition, well, it's basically the same, isn't it? Yeah, it's just a really clean transition. Yeah. Well, th- I think the sound of the song is not the same. This one is more creepy. Yeah. It's a creepy song. <laughs> well, the sort of, like, beat... Well, the sort of storyline is a bit creepy. You sort of I see like someone it. who looks like someone who she fancies. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, wow, you look like that person, so I'm going to fancy you now. Well, yeah, that's literally it. She's like, if you someone if I saw someone who has the same height and goes to the same record stores, I'm literally five minutes away from love. <laughs> I feel like it just takes it back to that kind of like bashful. Yeah, there's an innocence. She's to like, it. yeah, I'm in my fifties, but you're really cute, and I'm gonna <laughs> fall in love with you, which I like. I think yeah. it's a new angle from her. I also she goes like, essence it's peculiar, and I like that word. Mm-hmm. There's also this one part where she breathes like Darth Vader, <laughs> which I made a note of because I was like, why are you breathing like that? When I <laughs> Did I just make this up? Wait, there, there. It's in the middle of that line. I heard it. Listen, listen. There. Did you hear it? She goes, when I hear... Wow. Anyway, that was a weird Also, probably the reason I... Not the breath. But it, because she's so slow singing it, and it's sort of like so laconic that I like I'm like it. falling off my chair. I like how it's like, yeah. and the backing vocals are like, <laughs> it's just kind of creepy and spooky. I don't really. I like the title. What does the title mean though? Features, creatures. Well, she's talking about like features. The guy's features. And creatures, I don't know, it's a creepy song. And at the end, she's like, shuffling your features, assembling a man. It's a bit like Go- Frankenstein. Googling love. Yeah, that's the one she's Yeah, it kind of is Frankenstein. I don't know, I like it. It's just like a... It's not really like anything prior to it. It's just this creepy little ditty. Yeah. It's one of my favourites. It would be good in like a Tim Burton film, probably. <laughs> um, right. 
Shroom. The There's also one. there's this bit at the end where they use the flute and it sounds kind of like a radar, like a ping. Oh yes, it's like very. I put techy ending. Yeah, it's this it's very techy. Yeah, the outro is really nice actually. I really like the. Outro. I thought the the ending was probably the best part of the song. Right, should we move on? Um, courtship. Sort of about, I guess, the trials and tribulations of modern dating. Yeah, and it's, like, I would agree. The cycles of rejection. And, yeah. Dating and moving through different relationships. Yeah. With, obviously, some pseudo-sexual imagery. Of course. It's because it's yeah. Bjork. Um, um, the flutes at the beginning are really, really good. Yeah, I, there was just a lot of mention of orifices. <laughs> she um, did use the word orifice. She uses it a lot, and she uses it in another song as well. She uses it in Features I kinda, Creatures. I don't I'm really like, like the word orifice. I don't, and it sort of put me off the song a bit. <laughs> I like the last verse the most. I think the last verse is really good. Yeah. Because it's like, I don't know, all of the different relationships she's been through kind of come together. She says, like, threading souls into one beam. I trust myself to re-archive my own love historic stream. I was like, wow. It's, no, the lyrics are good. Just The, the lyrics on all orifice. of these songs are good. Um, They're good on this one too. But yeah, she does in fact mention orifices. <laughs> um, should we play a, play a little clip? I like the beginning. Can I play that? Yeah. She, she's sort of saying like, I, he turned me down and then I downturned another and then I upturned a giant who entered me. And stuff like that. It's just like, okay, Bjork. I love it. You're doing a bit of a snake dance there. That's not what kind of snakes don't have arms, Finn. I'm moving my arms. <laughs> a snake is like this because they don't have arms. They just wiggle, wiggle, what wiggle, wiggle. What do you wiggle. think Bjork's Tinder profile would look like? Oh, grinder. she? So did she say she's been on Tinder when she's making this? No, out? I think she was like, I've never done online dating myself, but this is sort of the album I made when she was going back into the dating pool. I think Tinder album was a joke. If Bjork had Tinder. Well, I don't know, because I don't really know Björk in her personal life. I just know the image that no, she that's, presents that's to the world, thing. which presumably is not the same. I think it would just be that video of her with the television. I think it would be her, it would just be pictures of her DJing <laughs> and videos. And it would be like, I'll, I'll get you backstage. <laughs> it would be like, you know, those like TikToks of people DJing, but doing like really shit, going into like really shit mashups. <laughs> yeah. It would be like that. <laughs> Did you see that? It would be like a transition from like features creatures into Old Town Road. Did you see that thing I sent you on Instagram? Yes. Where it was like the hinge day. I've seen it before. <laughs> he was doing a DJ set. I've seen it before. <laughs> yeah. It was funny. It was a good one. Um, yeah, I thought courtship was alright. Okay. Um, it also ends with another animal sound and I don't know if it was real or not. Let me find that animal sound. Yeah, I Maybe guess it's they, like a frog. I yeah, I think they probably just Plus the animals from like got some animal noises. Off Pootopia. Pootopia. <laughs> Isn't that a? Have you seen Charity Shop Zoo? Pooforia, that's it. Pooforia. I don't know if it's a real condition, but like she has like almost we're, like we're halfway through the album. An orgasm like. Pleasure from 
No, I haven't seen that. Charity Um. Um. Okay. Loss. Loss. Track eight. Loss. Do you know what she's said about this song? Not about what it means, but she described it as girl goth music, and she compared it to pagan poetry. But I really, when I listened to it, I was I didn't really see any similarities. Uh, um. They both use a lot of like imagery of flowers. In Pagan Poetry, she's like, swirling black lilies, totally ripe, and stuff like that. And in this one, she's like, tied ribbons on my ankles, orchids on my thighs. Mm. Actually, I kind of can see it, a little bit. Yeah. It's like, Pagan Poetry's weird sister. Yeah. Who's not quite as good. Yeah, it didn't reach anywhere near the <laughs> This one's, it's okay. Um, I thought, to be honest, the ending, again, was my favourite part. This sort of, like... I really like the ending on this one. Flutes um, and, like, this It's, it's just more beat. flutes and harp. Eh. But they do sound good. Um, I like the lyric, I forgive. The past is bondage. Freedom aphrodisiac. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, what's, what would you say the song's about? I just put, it's sort of like, after her breakup, she's just feeling a bit blue and... Yeah, I feel like it's about the opposite of that. Do you? I feel like it's about maintaining hope and kindness in the face of personal loss. Because she's like, you know, we've been through pain, but we keep um, the sense of full satisfaction too. Mm, I suppose, yeah. She's sort of, I don't know, is this perhaps like one of the last songs she does about the relationship? About which relationship? Well, the one this like this new based on. No, Tavia Rasa is definitely about that. Well, that's more. And so is Sumi. That's true, but it's less about the ro- those songs are less about the romantic relationship and more about the, the Matthew le- Barney like situation. Potentially, should we move on and and just yeah. get into it? So the next track is Sumi. I love Sumi. I like Sumi as well. The opening is really... Can I play the opening? Because yeah. I think it's one of the... I think it breaks up the album in a really nice way. Because we've had a few that are just kind of flutes and harps. This with is what production. I saw as like... I mean, this one is also flutes and harps, but there's a bit yeah. added. I saw this spice. as like the halfway point, And from this point on, I really enjoyed every song. That's so interesting to me. And I liked the songs before, but I feel like Features, Creatures, Courtship and Loss was when I courtship lost mm. interest, I think. Courtship and Loss, yeah, but I do really like Features, Creatures, so no, I don't agree. But I do like Sumi a lot. Would you, do you want to talk about it? Well, it's sort of about um, Nina, the Nina Brown. Really. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> no. It's about um, this the custody battle, I guess. Yeah. On the surface, and like. Oh, this, okay, yeah. I, but then, sort of. I didn't get that, but now looking at the lyrics, I'm like, oh yeah. It, as it, it gets into is. it, she's like this fierce, protective mother, and she doesn't sort of want like the generational trauma, I guess, of fathers being bad. Yeah. Uh, to reflect on her. Daughter. It kind of I know that quicksand apparently wasn't about. The divorce or whatever, yeah. But it kind of gave me quicksand a lot. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's quite an angry song. It's probably yeah. one of the angriest ones on this album. This or the next one. Yeah. She's also like, I won't let our girl get cut in half ever. It also. Um, what is it? she also mentions? Um, 
Solomon's tale. Yeah. And, uh, what is that? So King Solomon was like a biblical king. Yeah, right, was he? <laughs> but um, basically one day this child was brought to him and these then two different women turned up saying, that's my baby two different women and he was like how do I figure out who is the mother because obviously they, oh, yeah, they I didn't know. have DNA yeah. then so he was like well I'll cut the child in half and you yeah. can have that half and you can have one half and only one of the mothers like screamed out going like no and he realised that must be the real mother because yeah. she was in such distress that her child was <laughs> wait what that. so the other woman was like yeah I feel get the knife <laughs> I was like yeah I'll have it <laughs> but yeah, I guess it's like Yeah. That yeah. that's an interesting interesting um what's the word? Um It's like a tale. Interesting an analogy. Yeah, I was I was a bit confused when she used it, but then I thought about it and I guess it's more yeah, like she, she wants want... to protect her child. So is that her saying like, No, I'm not sharing custody with you? Well I think so, almost. Like she... Or I guess sort of the daughter like if you know that she doesn't want the kid to get trapped between like an immovable yeah. and it's object like, and if, an unstoppable if, force. If splitting the daughter's time between both of them is going to cause her pain, yeah, then really she should be with one. And I don't, we don't. I well, don't it's really it's know kind of just like on the last album on like family or whatever. She's basically just saying like I, you know, we just need to protect her kid and not yeah. let her get caught in the middle. The ending is of this one is also really scathing. The things of the father, they fucked it all up. We had the best family. He put us through the ringer. Oh. Narcissistic. Oh, she really went Which is him. kind of like more scathing than anything on Volnakura. I feel like Volnakura, because Volnakura, she was like mourning the romantic relationship. And I feel like at this point, because she's dating again, her only concern with him is really the daughter. So yeah. she's oh, just kind of like prick. ejecting vitriol. I suppose this, at this point, yeah, it's now also been a few years. Yeah, it's been a while. I also, I don't know if we've mentioned, but I, I really like the chorus on this one. She goes like, Sumi, Sumi, Sumi. Sumi. It was really good. Also, someone did a very good. Um... Someone did a good what? On Genius, someone did a very good edit of the Ox face on Tanina Bonina Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen. <laughs> I think you posted it onto our official Beat Club Instagram at Beat Club. Yeah, it was very good. Because um, when I first read the song title, that's immediately what I thought of. Um, so the next one, Tabula Rasa, yeah. follows on very naturally. Yeah, it's sort of. I really like Tabula I Rasa. Love it too, yeah. It's really pretty. It's sort of about, I guess, preparing her daughter for life which i feel like is she yeah. did quite a lot on volta mm, or some of the songs yeah i guess or like but also her kid is a lot older now what the daughter yeah I guess. like on volta well, her on kid volta, would have been like five or something volta is her daughter and her son i think well, obviously the son's like 30 i guess it <laughs> yeah this one i think is yeah you know i i think volta on like i see who you are or whatever she's sort of sort of talking to her kid at a very young age but mm. the context is very different now now that she's been divorced well, and the kid is like 15 like preparing her for like the fallout of the relationship and what does do you know what tabula rasa actually means it means like clean slate oh, okay like that's yeah that's why I no 
preconceived ideas or notions. It kind of sounds like erased tablet. <laughs> That's... Yeah, basically. She also keeps going like clean plate, but she says it in a really cool way. She goes like, oh, I can't, really... I can't sing it. This bit. Oh, I had the sound off. Very beautiful song. I really, really love this one. This is yeah, this is one of my favourites. Um, yeah, I think the lyrics are also very good as well. She's she sort of slags off the X again on this one. She's like, I'm embarrassed to pass this mess over to. I'm not repeating the fuck ups of the fathers. I found this song actually really empowering. Yeah, as a child of divorcees, I really <laughs> <laughs> really empowered me. Really took me back to when I was eight years old. I like it at the end, she's like, you are strong, you are strong, yeah. you're so girl boss, you're so strong. And it just sounds really nice. <laughs> this song makes me feel, oh, is that strings coming in there? Yeah. Love, she knows what to do with strings. Yeah, that's a Casio keyboard. <laughs> is it actually? <laughs> no, I don't know. I imagine it was strings. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. I think it's good. It's a good one. Okay, claim staker. If the if if other songs are like snake songs, this song is like I don't know. I feel like a bacterium. Claim staker. Yeah, I feel like I'm just like flitting, like a bacterium. I thought the ending lyrics sound were quite like anchor song. In fact, I think it might be the same line. Where it's, it's like, like this is my home. Yeah. This is my home. She doesn't say it in the same way though, or does she? I don't know. Well, I guess there's more like production behind this one. Anchor song's quite stripped back. Um, yeah, to be honest, I don't really have that much to say about this one. It's, it's shorter than a lot of the others. It's still three minutes. Um, it's just sort of about, you know, being in nature and the forest is in me. Yeah. It's... I guess it's similar to Utopia. Yeah, I would agree. I think a lot of the songs from this point onward are similar to Utopia. We kind of go back to that, like, nature theme. She's walking the children. <laughs> Stop saying it. Um, next, are we ready to move on? Yeah. I don't, I don't think we have much to say about Paradisia. Paradisia? I think it's Paradisia. Is this just the music of Utopia? Like the song Utopia? Because it sounds... Um, I don't know if it's the same. It's just like an interlude of like flutes and birds. It's song. the same bird call. I think it's not the same because it's quite a nice composition. It's okay. But it doesn't sound similar. It's not, as far as like musical interludes from her albums... I like it less than Frosty and more than Ancestors. <laughs> Ancestors isn't a musical interlude. I've described that as a song. Yeah, but I yeah, quite like Paradise, yeah. It's fine. It, it, it's like, I think it's a nice little, it's a good time for an interlude. Like, I, going back to, I think this album is very well paced, but it doesn't, you know, it didn't change my life. It's just fine. Yeah. Right, next up, penultimate track. Saint. Saint. Saint West. Yeah, I'm not actually that mad on this one. I really liked it. Oh, really? This yeah. was, like, not one of my favourites. No, I really The first it. minute is just bird calls, but they, I found them... like, the melody. No, but these bird calls specifically, I found really grating and hard. Something about them, it was I like nails on a chalkboard them. for me. It was just really horrible. <laughs> Quite high pitch. 
the flute is nice. The flute on this song is really good, actually. I just didn't like like the first minute, which was mostly birds. I just like the imagery of it. It's sort of music is like personified. So what 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 can you give us the rundown on this song? It's like music is personified as like this saint. Yeah. And I think it's referred to as she. And it's sort of like Do you healing. think it's like the Holy Mary or do you think it's like a character of her own invention? I think it's just like a Mother Teresa type figure. Yeah. Like a saint figure. What was, isn't she like, like my, a my grandfather was dying and she lay naked face down on his bed. Yeah. Which is interesting. Haven't we all done that? Okay. Should we go on to the last song? Future Forever. Which you were streaming in your kitchen as yeah. I entered. I really like this one. Yeah, it's good, yeah. Like it's one of my favourites. I would say it's my favourite. It's one, one of, one of. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> yeah, it's quite utopic. Oh, it's so, oh, it's not just not so nice. And it's synthy. It makes me feel like I'm in, like, a planetarium filled with water. See, I this actually wish I'd had more time to listen to this, because I think this could be my favourite song. This is the only song I can think of that has the matriarchy theme. Um, I don't agree. I think... Tabula Rasa does as well. Tabula Rasa, there's a bit where it's like, um, where is it? Break the chain of fuck ups of the fathers. It's time for us women to rise and not just take it lying down, which I think kind of ties in. Yes, but I feel like the concept of a matriarchy, I wouldn't necessarily have those lyrics to. Right yes. then. Well, that's all the songs. Oh, are we going to go through? You want to look at the cover? The cover. I think we have... Title. I think this is maybe her most iconic cover. To me. I think people who were familiar with Björk in the 90s would probably disagree and say probably it's like debut or post. post or homogenic. I think it's probably her most beautiful cover. To me, I think this was the first Björk cover I ever saw, so maybe that's why I think that. She just looks like an fucking alien vaginal feather duster holding a flute and covered in jizz. <laughs> Covered in slime. The one thing is, like, there's this creepy baby bird. And is it a bird? I, I don't think, think it's it, supposed to be. It looks like a fetus. Yeah, I think it's like a bird fetus. Yeah, I, to be honest, I never, I always forget it's there. She also has two, like, nostrils in her neck. I love Oh, are they meant to be, like, flute holes? Like, she's I one with the so. flute. I love the darkness of her eyes and, like, the wig. I love the wig. The wig I do like. So I like the colour. She looks so fluffy. She looks kind of like she's, like, from the neck down, it looks kind of like she's encased in a placenta. Well, it is, like, silicon. I guess that kind of fits with the, like, embryo thing. Yeah. And the the makeup is done by this Berlin drag queen who's called Hungry. Um, I think Hungry's quite famous. They did, like, a video with Trixie Mattel, which is pretty good, where you can sort of see their yeah. technique. Because uh, it's pretty... Extraordinary, and I think they work together a lot because it seems like she's worn Hungry's makeup quite a lot. And yeah, the title—I think the title fits really well as well. I think the title and the music and the cover all fit in really nicely. This might be—I'm trying. To, is this my favorite Björk cover? All of her covers are so good. I don't know if I could pick one, but this would be up there. Well, your favorite? What is your favorite? My favorite. Hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna do one favorite and three runners okay. up. Okay. So I'm going to say my runners-up are Tabula Rasa, Features Creatures, and then my favourite would be between either Future Forever or Blessing Me. 
Just... I think I'm going to say Blessing Me. I really like Blessing Me. My favourite, I think, is also Blessing Me. <sighs> We're always, we always <laughs> pick the same one. But my runners up would be Arise of My Senses, Sue Me, and Tabula Rasa. But okay, so we had the favourite, but almost completely different. My least favourite is Features Creatures. I don't like it. And my least favourite is probably Saint. Well, so there we go. That was an you know, interesting juxtaposition. Overall, I love it. I think it would rank pretty highly for me. I haven't even thought. Um, I actually think it might be number one. I, don't, I think it, I'll need to sit with it for longer for it to be my number one. But, like, of it... Even with re recency bias is a thing, like, if, you, yeah. if it's the album you've been listening to the most recently, it might be skewed unfairly in its favour. But just ignore that and give us your your ranking as of right now, this very minute. I'm going to put it as my number four, I think. What is this sheet that you've glued in? Because I, I basically, I lost well, go my... From, go from... My number one is still Vespertine. Okay. Then Homogenic. Then Medulla. Then I would put... Wait, so Vespertine, Homogenic. Then Medulla. Then Medulla. Then I really? would put Utopia. You think Medulla is better than Utopia? Because I've listened to it so much more. And I... But just go off of your feelings, your true at emotions. At the moment, it's there. That's an interesting choice. But ne next episode, it might have changed. Okay. Um, and then number five would be Volta. Six debut. Wait, has Volta moved up for you? I didn't know you... I thought you had Volta lower. I'm proud to see it. Volta was always, like... In the top half. I thought you were a Volta hater. No. Okay. I put Volta like. Volta's I'm pretty sure on the Volta cool. week you had it last, or maybe you didn't. But then no, also I didn't. I, think I you... had post and debut below it. This is okay. Just give it. Give us the ranking, and I'll stop interrupting. You. <laughs> Go from the start. Vespertine, then Homogenic, then Medulla, then I'll put Utopia fourth. Okay. For at the moment, but it might change. Mine will definitely change. Then number five is Volta, six is debut, seven Volnacara. Eight most. <gasps> Monica is so low. And nine would be five for the year. Okay. Hmm. Let's go Utopia. Is that your number one? Number one. Because wow. I, I really, really like this album. I don't think there was really like a, a bum note on it. Like, there wasn't really a flop. Every yeah. song kind of slayed, which is impressive for an album with 15 songs or 14 or whatever. So long. Um, so long. <laughs> Hours. But I didn't feel I Volnica, I was like, oh god. Mm. When will it end? <laughs> Go Utopia, then Volta. Oh no. Number three, homogenic. Number four, Vespertine. Number five, I'm gonna say debut. And then post at number six, then Medulla. Because Triumph of a Heart is really good. And then Biophilia. Okay. And that's my ranking. Alright. Anyway, um, Thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you. And we only have one yeah. album left. Well, we will be doing uh, more episodes. We are going to be doing more episodes. We're going to do some some more miscellaneous Björk stuff, and after that, we might consider another moving on I to have a new artist. Two artists, no three. I think there's one that we both think would be really good. Yeah. But there are a few other options. So if anyone else has any suggestions, feel free to DM us. Please give this episode a rating on Spotify. It goes a long way. Yeah. Or a review on if you're on Apple Music uh, or iTunes, whatever it's called now. Um, and I think that, that about does it. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening, our little Bjorkettes. Oh, um, is that what our fans are called? <laughs> I don't know. I thought it would be like Bjork Clubbers. Um, anyway, yeah. Thanks for listening and... Good, Good Bjork! Bjork. <laughs> Welcome to Bjork. Club.
it's a podcast and a club where we talk of Björk songs, her eras, her clothes, and her gongs. Welcome to Björk Club. <laughs>